From Griffith University, I'm David Tuffley, and this is the Smart Society Podcast. The podcast that takes you on a guided tour of the high-tech world of today. We sometimes hear today that uh, data in the age of the internet is the new gold. Well, that's true, but you have to make the gold from the raw data. And that's where the term big data analytics comes in. It's a big term and it covers a lot of ground. It can apply to a whole host of operations that can be performed on very large data sets. Bella Stantic is Professor in Computer Science and Founder and Director of the Big Data and Smart Analytics Lab at Griffith University in Australia. Professor Stantic is a leading expert internationally in the field of data analytics and the efficient management of complex data structures. Bella, your work to date has achieved a remarkable degree of predictive accuracy. I believe you correctly called the outcome of the last uh, Australian federal election contrary to what the pollsters thought. You also predicted not only the outcome of the 2016 US presidential election and Brexit, but also no less than 48 of the 50 U.S. state elections that were held around about the same time. Your approach takes publicly accessible social media data from the likes of Twitter, Flickr, Facebook, and by using a combination of sentiment analysis, location data, and the vocabulary that people are using, you're able to arrive at, sometimes, an astonishingly accurate prediction. It's an approach that gets to the heart of what people really think and feel about a political candidate or social issue, tourist attraction, or really anything else that uh, people talk about on social media. So later on, I want to talk about the future of big data analytics. But first, could you give us a brief description of what uh, you consider to be your greatest successes? Uh, you know, what, what work are you most proud of? Well, uh, in addition of uh, scientific contributions related to published and unpublished work on methods and algorithm, how to manage vast volume of data and how to extract the information, I can see that my success is uh, in promoting the p big power analytics uh, by my public media appearances and success in predictions as well. Uh, it basically opened a lot of opportunities, not just uh, for me, but also for others uh, as government and industry ventured into it. Uh, if I can, based on number of emails and contacts that uh, government and uh, uh, large uh, corporations uh, contacted me and uh, uh, asked uh, for help for big data analytics, uh, that is obviously a good evidence that they are venturing and it's opening up possibilities for a lot of others uh, who have expertise in this area. Uh, 
obviously that uh, I'm proud that in the current situation uh, with pandemics I'm also uh, able to help government. I was approached and invited by government and uh, currently uh, I'm working and helping uh, not just on modeling but also assessing the response uh, uh, to uh, government introduce measures uh, to, uh, and other things as well. Uh, I'm also uh, very proud that I'm dubbed Nostradamus of 21st century due to my bold and collect predictions. But uh, obviously I don't have a crystal ball. Uh, I rely on publicly available data and big data analytics. And so what are some of the important issues, would you say, that are facing the world today that uh, could be helped by big data analytics? Um, I already mentioned that obviously the biggest issue at the moment is the uh, situation with COVID-19. And uh, um, I'm aware, not just the work that I and my team are working and helping government, that uh, there are a lot of other institutions all around the world who, uh, who are helping uh, uh, by harnessing a big data analytics on diverse uh, types of data, including uh, uh, is used as well for the vaccine development. Uh, uh, earlier this year, uh, I, uh, sometimes in February or March, uh, I uh, wrote the article uh, where I asked uh, uh, for government to temporarily re relax the privacy policy in relation to mobile phone data uh, because uh, uh, having a, uh, such data uh, could enable uh, to track people for the purpose to identify who actually uh, got in contact with someone uh, uh, who uh, has a virus and needs to quarantine, who is in breach of the uh, quarantine and so on, who crossed the border and other things as well. And uh, it, uh, I'm aware that uh, in several countries uh, all around the world, uh, uh, certain bodies uh, got access to this data and they're managing pandemics uh, much better. Mm. So, uh, Work that I, my team, my big data and smart analytics lab he, uh, here at Griffith University and School of Information and Communication Technology uh, were named public he health champions uh, for prediction and modeling that we uh, provide to government and health uh, organization. Important aspect uh, uh, is not just health uh, with regard to pandemics. Uh, earlier this year, even in uh, February, when uh, there is only few cases outside of China, uh, I, I was on the ABC panel uh, uh, for Vision 2020, and uh, I, I met, uh, when I was asked uh, what is my vision for 2020, uh, I said that uh, I, I see that the biggest issue uh, will be obviously uh, uh, coronavirus uh, and uh, that not just from the point of view of health but uh, also uh, from the economic and the uh, mental uh, aspects. Mm. And uh, we are still uh, in unknown stage of the uh, pandemic and uh, we are already witnessed impact that uh, 
coronavirus is doing with, with the unemployment mm. economics as well mm. and uh, a lot of issues as well with the mental health and, and so on. So the uh, important issues are obviously unemployment uh, and the big data uh, analysis can help in this aspect as well uh, mm. to do the modeling and predicting what is best return for investing money. Is it retraining or opening uh, certain uh, uh, new jobs or uh, funding certain organization not to collapse and so on. And I believe that government is doing a lot of this modeling as well and, and much more is needed. Excellent. Okay, so could you talk a little about uh, what the future of your research might look like, uh, just in general terms? You know, what what sort of projects might the big data and smart analytics lab be getting their teeth into in the future? I uh, already have quite a few projects uh, which are heavily cross-disciplinary. A lot of projects in tourism, environment, transportation health even before the pandemics I had a project related to depression obesity as well uh, I see that need for domain expertise uh, plays more and more important role for several aspects first of all domain experts are aware what data might be relevant and uh, uh, from our side is uh, to ensure that we can uh, collect and manage in and extract the information from that data. In a lot of cases, uh, these are uh, big challenges because of vast volume of data. Uh, I have a, uh, in, in data where I have hundreds and hundreds of millions uh, of records, and uh, traditional methods to manage uh, just to store this information is challenging, not to mention to extract uh, and do some meaningful. Uh, get some meaningful information from mm. this data. So th these are the challenges to build a new method which can uh, work on this vast volume diverse data and uh, uh, also establish very good collaboration with the cross-disciplinary experts who uh, not just know what data might be relevant but also know how to interpret the results. In a lot of cases uh, these results to me uh, as not uh, having a domain expertise and doesn't make much sense. Mm. But I can tell you over the time I learned so much in, in different areas. And mm -hmm. I'm far away from being expert, but I have a, quite a good understanding now in uh, environment, health, uh, uh, even on the, uh, on the cell level uh, and uh, in the tourism as well, a mm -hmm. lot of understanding. Yes, and um, so if somebody was keen to start studying or, or take a, a further interest in big data analytics uh, at Griffith University, what would you recommend they, they do? So I think I was fortunate uh, uh, that more than five years ago here at Griffith University, uh, senior uh, management recognised importance of data science and big data analytics uh, and uh, they uh, recruited uh, several world-class young researchers uh, uh, which are uh, clustered uh, around me and uh, uh, to work uh, with me on, on this uh, data science and big data analytics. Uh, we developed a number of very popular programs uh, to start with uh, we have a Bachelor uh, of Computer Science which has a data science degree. 
this is a three-year study, uh, mm. obviously. Uh, we also aligned the, our Master of Information Technology uh, with the market and demand and added uh, a significant proportion of data science in data science major. Uh, we created a lot of uh, double degree in data science, despite not having the bachelor in data science in, in, in the, at Griffith University. We developed uh, double degrees with environment, uh, science, engineering, and we are considering few to go. Uh, it is evident that uh, uh, any professional, uh, maybe not any, but most of the professionals, uh, would be more employable and more valuable for organization if they have a skills in uh, data science and data analytics. Uh, also, uh, recently this year, uh, we developed graduate certificate in data analytics and cybersecurity, uh, 40 credit points, uh, which is accelerated uh, version for you to gain the skills uh, which uh, can mm. be valuable for you and uh, for your organization. And uh, uh, finally, uh, I uh, and my members of my big data team developed massive open online uh, big data analytics opportunities, challenges, and future uh, course, uh, which is uh, open uh, uh, four times a year. And uh, in our last offering, we had more than 10,000 enrollments, which indicates uh, not just the importance of uh, uh, data, big data analytics, but also the uh, relevance of uh, which role uh, Griffith University plays in this market. And uh, on the demand from students, we additionally opened uh, another one mm. again. That sounds great. And uh, so just uh, on a slightly different tack now, I'm sure there's a lot of people who wonder, you know, just how you go about doing this. And uh, in, in looking at what you've been uh, doing in terms of uh, predicting elections, um, it's things like, um, well, it's tuning into the social media feeds and, and seeing what people are actually saying and looking at the sentiment of what they're saying, whether it's positive or negative or neutral, what kind of words do they use, and so on. Um, if you could just say something about you know, how you actually take that information from social media feeds to interpret which way somebody is leaning politically. Yeah. Well... Um I'm probably best known by, uh, for my correct prediction of elections, but uh, as I said in many of my interviews, uh, these uh, predictions are just test beds for algorithm that we develop here and apply to tourism, environment, and even in health. Uh, when talking about uh, uh, sentiment, it's uh, obviously a lot of uh, natural language processing and machine learning methods that which we develop, but. Uh, uh, also, taking into consideration the number of likes, uh, uh, retweets, and so on, uh, who are the influencer mm -hmm. users, uh, network of users, and so mm -hmm. on. Uh, so it, it's uh, 
quite complicated uh, on, on that level. Later, it's a, a pure algebra, it's just uh, clustering, uh, uh, identifying uh, what is the polarity toward a certain uh, policies as well. I must mention that uh, this is uh, also thanks to uh, people that we have at Griffith University who knows about policy. So mm -hmm. uh, again, I have a domain expert who, who knows uh, which are the swing uh, seats, uh, yeah. uh, what are the policies, who are the key people and so on. So the, it, it's not, not uh, straightforward, but uh, I think I proved that uh, by harnessing a big data analytics, uh, you can achieve the very high a accuracy and uh, um, because uh, it's not that you just uh, trust people but assess their behavior. Mm. Because it, in the end it's what people do, not so much necessarily what they say, what they do indicates what they really think and what they feel. So uh, would it be true that uh, when a pollster phones somebody up at six o'clock uh, in the evening and uh, asks them their political views, then they may be less candid to that pollster than they might be in their tweets and in their Facebook postings. Yeah. So you, you're getting actually what people really think. Yeah. So the, uh, just to clarify, uh, we don't rely on Facebook at all because if you can uh, access only public uh, pages where owners can edit the comments so it's not uh, really a reflection. We just rely uh, you know, on this specific on Twitter. Mm. Uh, however, we uh, use as well Flickr uh, underwater images to assess environmental changes mm. of Great Barrier Reef. Uh, uh, we are, uh, also analyze uh, Chinese social media Weibo uh, for Great Barrier Reef and tourism uh, because uh, majority of tourists were uh, from China. Uh, so uh, it's not just to assess the, uh, what person said in that particular post, but also uh, how uh, he reacts uh, or comment on certain posts. That, that is the most valuable mm -hmm. because uh, one highly polarized post, if it has a thousand uh, uh, likes, it, all it's required actually to identify who liked him and uh, where from uh, they're mm -hmm. coming and uh, uh, what seat they belong and everything as I said it's uh, pure mm -hmm. mathematics. Okay and and so there's a whole host of um, practical applications for this. Uh, I'm aware that you've been doing some work in looking at the health of the Great Barrier Reef as you just mentioned looking at uh, what's being posted in, in Weibo. So how does that work? Um, do, is it the pictures that people are taking and posting? Is it what they're saying? It's a whole uh, combination of those things. Yeah, it's a combination. So the, uh, first, uh, uh, we look into post and uh, content to see what they uh, identify automatically, obviously, by algorithm. Mm. What are the topics and what are the interests uh, people? Where are they going? What they would mm. like to go? Uh, to see and what is their uh, sentiment toward that. Mm. Uh, so that can help uh, tourism operators and uh, they're funding these kind of projects uh, for us. Um, uh, we also looked in the underwater uh, videos um, uh, and used the deep learning uh, to identify what fish is actually on, on the uh, individual uh, videos mm. and certain fish eat certain algae and certain algae uh, means certain state of the reef. Mm. I have a domain expert mm. as well for mm. marine science and 
they and they can understand this one. So based on this one, you can create the heat map of of the state of a reef and correlate it to, uh, with area where actually uh, uh, scientists measure the state yeah. of the reef and uh, indirectly you can assess the whole Great Barrier Reef uh, using it basically underwater Im uh, images mm -hmm. and social science of people who are yeah. actually going around and taking videos and commenting. Yes, and so we've been hearing much in recent years about artificial intelligence getting better and better at a almost exponential rate and uh, we're also hearing about quantum computing coming along which will greatly uh, extend our ability to crunch those numbers so um, I imagine that the challenge from your side would be to devise ever more capable algorithms that extend upon the work that you've been doing already uh, and making use of these more powerful tools, AI and quantum computing, to develop something that is, uh, you know, beyond, even far beyond what, what you're currently doing. And I imagine that's, uh, that's what you're looking towards in the future to do. You know, if, if there's anything that you could comment on generally about how the coming together of those uh, disruptive technologies is how that's all going to um, affect the way things go in the future. So uh, I think I said somewhere uh, and at my talk, uh, even as a kid, I, I realized that I can see data differently than other people. And thanks to my education and uh, studies and eventually uh, for computing uh, power that we have now available, including as well advances in uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning, uh, natural language processing, I'm able to do this, uh, what I'm doing, and to extend it uh, and uh, apply it I in a, a way which can help uh, a lot of domains, uh, as we mentioned, mm -hmm. tourism, health, uh, environment, and so on. Well, thank you. And uh, finally, is there anything you'd like to add uh, you know, to what we've been talking about? Uh, probably to add, uh, and I said that in, uh, also in my many talks, uh, uh, that I simply do not see any institution of industry uh, which can survive. It does not venture and start using the big data analytics. Simply, it will not be competitive on the market. To look into the need uh, of customers, sentiment, acceptance, and who knows what else. Uh, do not ask data, let data tell you. And that's exactly what I uh, do always. Uh, uh, to find, the in, uh, and data tells you what is interesting about it. And so what you're really saying there is that uh, you shouldn't approach it with preconceived ideas. You should approach it with an open mind and see what the data actually tells you without imposing any meaning on it. Yeah, and that's true. Uh, and uh, I already mentioned that but out of many emails that I received uh, uh, from uh, people uh, not just congratulating me on my work, but uh, also offering funding or wanted to invest in my methods mm. and algorithms, it struck me the most from investor Carlo Bellini, who said, uh, this is proof why we should not trust people but assess their behavior. 
and that that is possible to do with this big data analytics. Mm. In conclusion, uh, it is evident uh, that uh, data science is on demand and one of the best options uh, for career. And considering that there are many options uh, to study data science here at Griffith uh, University and uh, with different duration, uh, I'm looking forward to pass uh, all uh, my secrets of data analytics uh, in uh, data science courses that I and my uh, colleagues and team developed here and delivered at Griffith University. So, see you at Griffith University. Bella Static, thanks very much. Thank you.